Greetings, friends and fellow passionate high achievers. It is 1.52 p.m. on Labor Day. And since it is still close to the beginning of the month, I wanted to take this opportunity to share with you the books that I read last month. I think books are massively important to our continued personal growth and development. And books are also just my favorite hobby. I was raised with a lot of books in the home. My dad especially was always reading, my mom too, uh, but my dad reads all kinds of stuff, nonfiction, fiction. Some things are super light and fun. I love the hobby of reading. I, I love picking up a book and shoving my face into it to smell the pages and the ink. Uh, I, I just love the entire experience. So sometimes I'm reading for depth, and sometimes I'm reading just because I love the act of reading. I'm pretty easy to please when it comes to books. So I'm going to start with the the non or excuse me, I'm going to start with the fiction books that I read, just touch on them quickly. Uh, and then I'm going to talk about the nonfiction books that I read last month. And I think August was a little bit lighter. I think there are books that are kind of, they're specific, you know, but they're, they're accessible to everyone. Sometimes, you know, some books have like deep academic study, and then others are just there for us to, to have a feeling tone experience. And I feel like the the books that I read were more about feeling tone last month than they were about any kind of deep study. But there's there's still value. Uh, so uh, in terms of fiction, I read a cute book that my my mom actually gave me because she enjoyed it, and it was called Vera Wong's Unsolicited Advice for Murderers by Jesse Sutanto. Uh, and I am on Goodreads if you want to try to find me on there and follow what I'm reading. Um, but yeah, it was a cute book uh, and it was just kind of a, a lighter mystery novel. I'm not super into mystery, um, but my mom is and it was it was a cute read. I did enjoy it. Uh, and then I also dove in and read the first three Dragonlance series books. So Dragons of Autumn Twilight, Dragons of Winter Night and Dragons of or Dragonlance of no, sorry, Dragons of Spring Dawning. There we go. Uh, and those Dragonlance came out in the 80s. It was really interesting to read because so I play Dungeons and Dragons. It is basically like a Dungeons and Dragons fan fiction almost. Um, it's like it's uh, it's got the drag the Wizards of the Coast, you know, D&D stamp of approval on it. Uh, but it's funny because it read kind of tropey. But it's literally where all the D&D tropes come from. So the kooky older wizard casting fireball and all of those those silly little things. Um, it, it's really where they originated from. So those were those were fun reads uh, to to go back and um, not not in my opinion not earth shattering from a story perspective, um, but it was fun as a, a D&D player to go back and kind of read this iconic series that a lot of D&D has been built off of since then, to my understanding. Uh, so now to get into the nonfiction books, uh, I did kind of study a book uh, called Paid to Speak by Kevin C. Snyder. 
He is an accredited Toastmasters speaker, which is, I, I've talked about it before, but it's something that there's only like 95 or so in the world out of all the hundreds of thousands of Toastmasters. So this is like the Toastmasters stamp of approval that you are a qualified, worth paying thousands of dollars for professional speaker. Uh, so I, that's something that I'm interested in. So I'm exploring that book along with a couple other Toastmasters friends. We're working together. Uh, so that one was cool. If you're interested in becoming a professional public speaker, it was a very practical how-to guide uh, to just go pretty much from zero all the way through you know, having all the things you need to to really start doing it. Uh, the next book I read, the next nonfiction book was called Start, Stay, Leave. It is the Art of Decision Making by Trey Gowdy. It was given to me by a friend. Uh, I did not know who he was going into the book, did not recognize the name. Um, but apparently he was a congressman from South Carolina for eight years. So I'm it, sure oh, I, understand. I wasn't talking to you, Siri. All right. So, uh, it, I, it was, so I think one thing this book did was it made me realize that a lot of the self-helpy bestseller list books that are out there, some, something about this book made the formula that those books take on really, really obvious, where it's like every chapter is 90 to 95% story. Um, in this book, this guy talked about himself for 90 to 95% of a chapter, maybe even more. And then the last like page and a half would be like, oh, here's how you can think about this in your life. And it it was... It was interesting. He had some good questions. So at the end of each section, um, so the first section was about starting. Like, how do you decide to start something new? And then the next section was about staying. When do you decide to stick with something? And then the last part of it was on leaving. When do you decide to end, you know, end something, whether it's a relationship or a career, you know, changing careers or whatever. So we had a couple of good contemplation questions at the end of each chapter. But the thing that was really most fascinating and interesting was just learning about, you know, from the perspective of someone who was in Congress, saw all of the the waste and the dancing and the red tape that went on. And after eight years was like, you know what? I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't need this. He, he recognized that he couldn't actually get anything done or have any sort of positive impact. And there was a lot of showmanship and dancing around for the media that he just personally could not stomach. Um, so that part was interesting to get that kind of you know, in the kitchen perspective of what goes on behind the scenes. Um, it, other than that, it was, you know, it was, it was an okay book. If someone is, is brand new to starting to think about it, it's not a bad book to read. Um, but it was, you know, it was light reading. Um, and then the last one that I read in the nonfiction category was 
Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. I've read Dichotomy of Leadership before, but I hadn't actually read Extreme Ownership. And Extreme Ownership came first, and then he wrote The Dichotomy of Leadership afterwards because there were a lot of people that were taking the idea of extreme ownership to the extreme. And they were putting so much pressure on themselves that they were forgetting that the only thing you can control is yourself and you you can't control the people that are around you. So it, it there was a an imbalance. And honestly, having read them both, dichotomy of leadership isn't all that different in terms of the way it's written or the things it's talking about. It, it doesn't do anything terribly different from what extreme ownership did. I feel like it was almost a branding and copywriting kind of shift that needed to happen. So when the the focus was on extreme ownership, people just grasped onto that really tightly. And they were like, oh, I have to be responsible for everything. I have to fix all the problems. I have to make everything okay for my employees and for my customers and for my suppliers and everyone else. And it, that's that's too much. You can only control what you can control, which is yourself. You know, and even to that, if you're thinking from the stoic perspective, you can't even control your own body. It can rebel. You can have injuries or illness or just genetic stuff crop up or whatever. So really all you can control is your own mindset about the things that are going on around you. So so extreme ownership took people a little too far in one direction. So with the dichotomy of leadership, he was just trying to bring the focus to a balanced perspective. And he talks about the dichotomy of leadership in extreme ownership, but apparently it just still wasn't enough or possibly he saw the potential for a sequel. And, you know, anytime a movie makes money, um, you know, we're going to have a sequel so that we can really maximize that franchise. So I don't know what the the goal was, um, but, uh, but they both, I think, have value for bringing just this really focused, get stuff done kind of attitude towards when when you when you take a position of leadership you need to really focus on yourself and the way you handle situations so he gives some very you know very specific tactics that you know to think about really kind of mindset tactics like cover and move which is all about teamwork and keeping things simple prioritize and execute decentralized commands these are all great ideas for leaders especially in business to think about um it is kind of amusing my my friend who lent me the book because he was the one that read it first um he pointed out how it's like, you know, he's telling stories of like bombs going off in Iraq and like firefights and stuff. And then it flips to the practical. And it's like, so Susan in HR was having trouble with her employees. So I started telling her about the time this guy's leg got blown off, you know, and it's just it is kind of funny when you put the two side by side. Um, it it really kind of brings some perspective to the challenges of leadership that we have, you know, kind of a first world problem sort of thing. Um, and, and it's good, I think, to pull back every once in a while and look at the perspective that we're coming from. There are times as leaders that in the moment, it feels like 
this is the end all be all. Like we have to make the right decision or everything's going to fall apart. We have to fix this problem right now or the business is going to just die. You're going to have to close your doors somehow, you know, and rarely is it that critical. And then when you put it in comparison to people that were in a situation where every move was really life and death critical, I think that juxtaposition is healthy. As ridiculous as it kind of sounded in the book, um, I, I think it's good to remind ourselves that, you know, these are literally battle-tested ideas, the things that he's presenting. So if it can work in that life or death situation, then it there's a lot that we can find that can supplement and and you know help in what we're doing in our day-to-day business and leadership. So those are the books that I read last month, uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to bringing you some interviews soon uh, with some really awesome people. And that is it for today. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep being you and keep reading. Just read books. Even if you listen to them, just don't stop reading. Books are amazing. 